0: I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Dock Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605 692 1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group, Brookings, and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth.
1: Good morning, Laura.
0: It's November. Here we are, and so that also means it's Movember or Men's Health Awareness Month. What is What is Men's Health Awareness all about this month?
1: Well, the the you might see a few more mustaches, and that's kind of their their symbol uh, to to kind of promote awareness of, of some men's health issues and. Uh, Um, so that's a fun way to do it with the mustaches, but, uh, just, you know, to talk about, uh, things that, uh, men deal with enlarged prostates or prostate cancer or testicular cancer or other issues like that, including mental health. And of course there's a lot of issues that aren't exclusive to men, um, and mental health can affect anyone, but, uh. Um, men are less likely to talk about it, be open about it. And so that's why we want to promote awareness and and, uh, get people talking.
0: Yeah. It's great to just have those reminders because the time flies. I mean, here it is, November. And so um, just to have reminders like, oh, yeah, this month is a a reminder to me. I got to get those appointments scheduled, get those things on my to-do list checked off, right? You bet.
1: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those things there that if we can – catch it early or get queued in early before it becomes a big issue, um, whether we're talking about cancer or mental health or anything else. And so some of those preventative physicals, getting those scheduled or getting around to, to getting help or getting around to, to um, getting your health checked up.
0: Even though it's men's health month, your essay this week gives a shout out to the women.
1: That's right. Tell us about that. <laughs> why you chose to do that? Well, it's 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 not going to be uh, obvious to to anyone, but I don't know it's ever really stated much how important women are for men's health mm-hmm. and how it's the moms and the the, the daughters and the, and the s- wives, spouses uh, that are encouraging their men to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And so a big shout out to them and to tell them to keep it up because right. they are really helping their, their guys out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, d- I just decided to give give that focus. And there was an interesting study that had come out that showed that uh, if you have a daughter... It uh, increases the lifespan of their father, mm. so having a daughter can can help you live longer. having a son doesn't <laughs> increase the lifespan of the father um, uh, but statistically, it does help to have a daughter. Unfortunately, for the moms, uh having any kid did not increase in it probably more so because of the stress of pregnancy on the body and delivery
0: sure, sure, yeah, that is fascinating so. Fathers who have a daughter have an increased life expectancy.
1: Yep, because their daughter encouraging them to get help and get get seen, and they're feeding them, and they're doing things for them.
0: Great. So. Uh, when is it important for men to start to regularly see a primary care doc?
1: You know, um, one answer could be every year, any age. Okay. Um, certainly, at once you know, you're getting into those mid-40s, probably should get seen every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, in every, every few years, at least, in your 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've got a family history of something that shows up at a younger age, um, that's a big reason to come in every year then. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's why some of those visits in your 20s and 30s can help identify some of those family history issues that, want to get on top of early Mm -hmm. but otherwise in general probably should start sometime in your 40s Start and get seen every year.
0: Yeah it seems like probably the typical pattern for a man is um, when they're younger in high school and have to do those sports physicals and all of that they're in there once a year but once you kind of get out on your own and make paying your own medical bills maybe you take a little bit of a break but uh, it is important to get back in there and to have those Regular visits. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to go to our first break and give our listeners an opportunity to call us with your questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group group Brookings, 697 9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 1430. 692 1430. November is Men's Health Awareness Month. We were talking about that before the break and um, talking about how it is important to get in for those regular primary care visits. Dr. Ellsworth, what types of preventative care do you want to discuss with men when they do come in or what are some of the reasons it's important to come in for those regular exams?
1: Um, you know, and this is going to be true for men and women, a lot of the things like making seeing what your blood pressure is um, having those conversations about a healthy diet and exercise, um, uh, you know, spotting things that we can catch early to get, to get fixed or working on preventative care. Um, and so whether that's colon cancer screening, prostate cancer screening, like I said, blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, screening, checking for diabetes, um, and, uh, and various interventions that we can do early to help.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I always, once in a while you come home with a story about um, someone who decided to really make a healthy change, uh, often with their diet, sometimes with exercise, maybe taking a different job that allows them to get more physical activity or forces them to every day. Or maybe someone who, through conversations with you in the office, they decide maybe I don't need to drink quite that much pop in a day and, make minor adjustments and, and see some big results right? yeah
1: it is it is amazing i maybe after some days you think oh am i making a difference with some of these you know just talking about bringing up diet and exercise but it it it, it sets in sometimes and and there's people that have uh and they're the ones doing the work of course right. but uh um they cut out pop and they lost 70 pounds Mm-hmm. Or they got a new job and now they're walking more and they lost 20 pounds. And I had someone even reverse their diabetes this way, basically from getting a healthier job, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that was that required more walking. And so um, there you go. That mm-hmm. that was the key for them. And they always feel so much better, mm-hmm. you know, Overall for the people feel that, yes, 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 absolutely. All of a sudden more energy and, and happier, their mood is better. And, uh or other people that they bear down and, and they've got this exercise routine going and they just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a variety of things they do um for exercise, you know, and maybe they pick, picked up pickleball mm-hmm. or walking or they got a dog and now they have to walk them every day or they're biking or... Um they're doing CrossFit or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean it it's across the board. Mm-hmm. And uh or they got a stationary bike. Um the hundred year olds that I know that exercise regularly on are, are on a stationary bike. So
0: Oh really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> your <laughs> yes, your your uh grandpa being one of them yes. that I think of.
0: Yes, so yes. He had yeah. that
1: old Airdyne, didn't right. he? Right,
0: yeah. My grandpa lived to be 101. He had one of those old Airdynes in the basement. He would go on once in a while. Yes, yep. right. Yes. Right, yeah. It is, it is amazing. You can find different ways that... Uh, Excite you or get you motivated to exercise, right? Yeah, and yeah. I find too that my my check-ins with my doc on a regular basis, they just ask you good questions, and maybe you haven't really thought about what your diets looked like recently, or what your nutrition's looked like recently, and just to, um, or how your mental health is doing, and so to have those check-ins with your doctor to make you think about those things is is helpful.
1: And and it's a new month, so a good time to try to start a new streak. There you go. Of Maybe a few push-ups, a few sit-ups, a f- uh, getting a, a, a walk-in. Uh, set those goals now. You don't have to wait till January 1 right. either.
0: Right. Today's a good day. At what age is it expected to start doing prostate cancer screenings?
1: And prostate cancer screening is a, a difficult one. And there are national recommendations that um, go back and forth. Um, and so that's a good a thing to even just sit down with your doctor about, and that can take more time. But, um, in general, probably around 50 or so. Okay. If you choose to, to do it, you okay. know, if you've got a family history, um, and that's, uh, and that's might be an earlier age, you might want to start sooner. Or if you're having symptoms or issues, sometimes that can be fre- frequent urination can from an enlarged prostate. Mm-hmm. Um, which might not have anything to do with prostate cancer, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, one way of prostate cancer screening is uh, with a PSA blood test, prostate-specific antigen, PSA. And that number, that antigen in the blood, naturally increases as men get older, as their prostate gets bigger. But if it jumps up faster than we think, or is really high, then we start wondering if Prostate cancer could be going on mm-hmm. it's not a great test it's not a perfect test you can have cancer and the, that number can be low it can be high and you might not have cancer mm-hmm. um, and 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 or a large bowel movement or something triggered it to go up higher temporarily it can it can fluctuate some but it gives us a clue okay. we don't recommend um, just annual finger, digital rectal exams where, where the doctor stuck their finger up, up, up your butt to feel your prostate routinely anymore. If someone's having issues, yes, there's definitely a reason for it. We typically do it. Don't do it routinely anymore for one reason. Cause once again, it wasn't a perfect test. Sometimes it helped. Sometimes it wasn't helpful. Um, but it also kept some people from going to the doctor. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if that's keeping you from going to the doctor, don't worry. They don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. They, w- they won't do it. Or you, you can tell them not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> we still have a say in our health, right? <laughs> right? <absolutely, laughs> when we show up there, absolutely. we can still make choices. I yes. usually
1: say, we'll just save that one for when you're having your colonoscopy and then you're out anyway, and then we'll feel the prostate then. Sure. But, uh, um. The the thing, too, is that a person can have prostate cancer and it might not ever cause an issue. Mm-hmm. So it is okay sometimes to just watch it because it, thankfully, is typically a slow-growing cancer. With that said, probably most people listening know someone that had prostate cancer that caused a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it is nice to get taken care of early if you can and so on. But it's one thing if you're talking about a 50-year-old and one thing if you're talking about a... 80 or 90 year old that doing a whole big surgery to remove the prostate might cause more issues and complications and w- problems than if we left it alone and it might not have ever caused any issue. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there's more than surgery, there's radiation and there's um, other, other treatments too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and sometimes we don't need to do anything. And sometimes that biopsy can help to know, is this look like it's going to be a fast-growing cancer or an aggressive cancer or more of a slow-growing cancer? And and maybe we can just watch it for now. And mm-hmm. so that's something to consider. But it's also nice to stop it early before it's going to grow. So these are all just conversations with your doctor. and and But the, where some have decided, you know what, I, I don't want to check these PSAs in the first part, First place, because then I've got to worry about it, and I'll probably do something about it, and then I might cause impotence, or urinary continent issues, or strictures, or urinary tract infections. Doing something about it, mm-hmm. but then again, that's maybe better than having cancer spreading through your body, causing issues too. Mm-hmm. So it's it it seems simple at first, and then it gets more complex the more you get into it. Um, so. But in general, most of the time, yeah, we kind of start prostate cancer screening in the 50s. And then you can choose from there how far to go with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it seems like prostate cancer specifically has a whole range of options of treatment options and and what you might want to do and what you might not want to do in those conversations with your primary care docs and your specialist and your family help you kind of decide what might be best for you.
1: Yeah, right? mm-hmm. um, you know, in general, we always say catching cancer early is helpful, but some of these other cancers that we do, we're catching it even before it's cancer. So that's where Pap smears are much more effective at stopping cervical cancer Mm -hmm. and colonoscopies are much more effective at stopping colon cancer than prostate cancer when i'm comparing to prostate cancer right and so so there's so i don't apply these thoughts about prostate cancer screening to other cancers because every cancer is different
0: okay all right Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Our programs are available as podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings, six nine seven nine five zero zero
0: welcome back to prairie doc radio i'm laura ellsworth and prairie doc physician andrew ellsworth is here to discuss our medical questions give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430 november is men's health awareness month so we've been talking about some of the topics that are specific to men's health this morning Dr. Ellsworth, what are the signs or symptoms men should be aware of when it comes to testicular cancer?
1: Yeah, testicular cancers, un- unlike many other cancers, more so of an issue for younger people sometimes. And thankfully, much rarer than other cancers. But it's not, I mean, it certainly happens. And it's the most common cancer of, of, of young adult men okay. um, and uh, in, in even teenagers um and so um that's where we're looking for any lumps or bumps or changes around the testicle um and uh people that are higher risk or if they had had an undescended testicle um so if they had had surgery sometime to bring a testicle down or if they feel like there's only one testicle or something there might be one that's up higher up and then that's at really higher risk of, of cancer so if you always just known that you just had one testicle, then that's something you should get checked out. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you feel like your testicle is painful or growing or has a hard lump on it or something that doesn't feel right, please get that checked out too. Um, Thankfully, testicular cancer is one that we have some good treatments for. And even when it's spread, that's certainly not a death sentence and and, and, and the, the chemotherapy options and cancer treatment options that they have can be really helpful for testicular cancer. But still, it's going to be more helpful if we catch it early.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said that often affects younger men. So that's one of those where it's important for those young men who may or may not be getting to the doctor right. regularly to be aware of, and if they suspect something, do yeah. get in.
1: Yeah, and I have found cancer on young men um, that were afraid to tell their family mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and they and this person you know they, a couple of situations I think in mind where they got really sick first mm. and then it was finally okay we just need to do a head-to-toe exam and sure enough um, and so but I've also found things with the testicles and yeah. undescended testicles and other yeah. issues just from routine sports exams and hernias you mm-hmm. know and that can be nice to find and get taken care of too mm-hmm. and so that's why um, for, for, for young men. And some of those sports physicals will often do a testicular exam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, due to g- comfort issues or what, you know, uh, l- legal or parent issues, mm-hmm. there's f- fewer doctors sometimes doing that testicular exam. And certainly ever anyone can always decline an exam, but I would encourage you to consider it or say it's okay because we find things and then we can help Mm -hmm. and we can't, if we don't, don't look. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, we had a question come in, Dr. Ellsworth. Why do women generally live longer than men?
1: Yeah, there you go. Why do Um, women
0: generally live longer than men?
1: (laughs) You know, there's going to be so many variables there. Um, uh, there's probably some life choices that some women are better at making than men um so <laughs> as a whole generally you know they might need to study up on this and come back i better study, study up 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 and before and i just start uh, bsing too much yes but yeah but it is yeah
0: it is often we see that wives yeah. outlive their husbands or yep. you know different things like that yep.
1: yeah heart disease is is one one issue but I don't know. I mean, women obviously get heart disease too, mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot of factors there, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Maybe it's because us women are so good at going in every year for That's our exams, <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> making it. sure we're on top of our health. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting and fun fun to do some of those study like sociology studies, like the yeah. one you mentioned about the daughters and uh this one here with the women and the men so yeah it sounds like this can be an essay topic for you yeah you should write an essay on this research and write an essay on this yes absolutely (laughs) coming up yeah it's a good good question uh another question dr else why do men get gout more often than women
1: well um Gout and women can certainly get gout, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Um, but um, it does seem like you see m- more men commonly. Um, sometimes it's diet related. Um, so gout is uh, more common from alcohol or from eating game, gamey meats, wild game type mm. meats, high, uh, foods higher in purines. And and so the, that often includes various meats and especially gamey meats. Um, and so that can increase your risk. And so those are two of the bigger risk factors. Okay. For for gout, and that men more often have like to partake in sure. with the alcohol and the gamey meats. More but likely to consume. There's those. other factors too, and some medications can sometimes be the issue. So if you have issues with gout and you're on a blood pressure medication called hydrochlorothiazide, which is extremely common, oftenly paired with Losartan or lisinopril blood pressure medication, Uh, might be worth it to talk to your doctor saying, hey, you know, maybe we can change my blood pressure pill and I'm not on this hydrochlorothiazide, HCTZ. And that could help you have less issues with gout.
0: Okay. All right, well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Dock Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left if you want to call us with a question at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate-intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs, A, your A1C test, B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90, and C, control your cholesterol levels, S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth, we've been hearing quite a bit about RSV in the news lately. Um, is that something we are seeing locally as well?
1: We are, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, RSV, respiratory syncy- syncytial virus. It's not a new virus. It's an every year virus. Um, We didn't see as much of it two years ago when people were being really careful with doing things and masking and so on and so forth and washing hands better and so on. And so, but every year we see it and it's a bigger issue with kids, especially Mm -hmm. little kids and babies that can land them in the hospital. Um, Typically, it's a January, February, March virus um last year it seemed to be cover a longer season and already now it's 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 becoming an issue and filling up some children's hospitals and and such and and we are seeing it here in in Berkinson and in South Dakota and so it's one of those that for an adult it might or even a kid it might just cause cold symptoms mm-hmm. and it particularly a lot of Runny noses and and a lot of congestion and mucus and such, but it may just be a cold for you, but it can be really bad for the babies and kids and stuff. So,
0: is there a test for that? If we bring it, if we yes, if, if you're they, a parent, uh, nasal,
1: good old nasal swab, okay. as we're more familiar with now. Okay, and a lot of times we can run and test for influenza, COVID, and RSV on the same. Same swab, okay. same test, and there is some influenza A now in our community too. So it, it's looking like maybe it's an earlier RSV season and looking like an earlier influenza season. So, uh, not too late to get your flu shot then either,
0: yeah. Because I'd say that's scary when you are a parent with a little one who you yeah. who can't maybe communicate all that they're feeling and they can't sleep well, and so it's hard to know. So, if you're have a little one with those cold. Symptoms. What what symptoms should we be aware of, and then come in to maybe have them tested for RSV? Yeah, well,
1: if they're you know having trouble breathing um, and you know working hard to breathe, then you got to bring them in or in, or in the emergency room. Even to the emergency the room at any time of day, you okay. know. Um, But. Uh, um, you know, if it is just a cold, mm-hmm. like, you know, where they're getting a little runny nose and low grade fever and otherwise, you know, maybe a decreased appetite, but otherwise doing okay, breathing okay, mm-hmm. still eating and drinking some, you yeah. know, and staying hydrated. You can probably keep them at home and, and, uh, um, but maybe don't have, send them to school or daycare because then that's how, well, how that gets spread. Right. Um, but, uh, um. Just supportive care, Tylenol as needed, or ibuprofen if they're over six months of age. And, uh, um, but if they're if they're struggling, or if their fevers are getting higher, more persistent, or you know, or, or maybe they're also getting now an ear infection, mm-hmm. you know, and pulling at the ears, and or having higher fevers and such. So, um, but that's something. Then they could do a test to get those figured out.
0: Okay. All right. But
1: there and isn't a specific treatment for RSV. There is not? There is not okay. Um, for the most part.
0: Okay. But if uh, if you end up in the hospital, I'm sure there's things you can do to help the kiddo breathing and yeah. some of those types of things. Yeah. And you did mention yeah. there earlier, Dr. Ellsworth, vaccines. It's time? Time it, to get those? Yep.
1: Time to get your flu shot uh, okay. or, or in October. But it's November now, so but so we're a little bit late. L- l- so now it's late. time, people. Now it's time. Yep. <laughs> if you it's not too, done it. not too late by any means. No. Um, no. Uh, it usually peaks here in South Dakota in February, but we could be seeing an early one, or could peak still more later. Who knows? All right. But the flu shot, it, it can ha- decrease your risk of hospitalization in more serious cases. Oh, maybe from getting it, you might still get it, but it should be more mild. Than, so.
0: All right, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Dock most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, November 3rd, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will discuss men's health with Dr. Dennis Joseph Tomb from Urology Specialist in Sioux Falls and Dr. Nicholas Hobson from Monument Health Rapid City Clinic. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB Television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK. Brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow The Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Home would say,
1: Stay healthy out there, people.